Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, Rob Carson. He is back. I didn't realize that I'd been off. Uh, the last time I did a show was the 19th. And I apologize for that. There have been uh, many things going on, and uh, uh, I, I received word from the powers that be that, uh, man, the ratings just really uh, went off when you were off. And, and of course, because uh, you guys know the show is about uh, you and me and, and, and what we do here. So I apologize for the days off. I was off for a few days for the passing of my mother and her memorial service and her funeral, and it was glorious. And I reconnected with my sister, who was a caregiver, and uh, uh, it is a major chapter in my life. And in her honor, I am going to uh, continue to do what I do here and hopefully uh, exceed your expectations whenever possible. So I'm back. Remember Bonnie DeBolt. She was amazing. And if you have any doubt as to who I am, please blame her. <laughs> All right, guys. I greatly appreciate you being here. And, uh, and today we're going to have a great show. There's much to get to, including uh, more Fauci madness, uh, Joe Biden, uh, just a lot, a lot of things regarding um, coronavirus and his, his failed leadership. So much to get to. So much to get to. So little time, but we will get to all of it. Representative uh, Devin Nunes, the ranking member of the House of uh, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, told Breitbart that revelations in the new book, a new book that President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, took more than 20 trips through Joint Base Andrews are more proof of utter corruption of established media. Hunter Biden, the, one of the, the scummiest people you could possibly imagine, flew through Andrews Air Force Base for, um, well, he's not, an, he's not an official. He is not a uh, government official. But apparently he flew through Joint Base Andrews. Uh, this is according to Devin Nunes. They dismissed, ridiculed, and censored reporting on Hunter's obvious conflicts of interest for the sole purpose of helping Joe Biden's election prospects. The corporate media has fully emerged with the Democrat Party, and their reporting is indistinguishable from crude Democrat talking points. I absolutely agree. This is a new book, by the way. It's called Breaking the News, Exposing the Establishment Media's Secrets, Deals, and Corruption. Uh, this is from Alex Marlowe, who uh, works for Breitbart. And apparently this is an amazing book. I can't wait to get him on. We will get him on. We will get him on. According to Secret Service tribal records obtained by Judicial Watch, Joe Biden's son Hunter took 411 trips across 29 countries between 2009 and 2014. That includes 23 flights in or out of Joint Base Andrews, home to Air Force One and Air Force Two. Big guy. Anybody know the big guy? Big guy? Yeah, yeah. Joe Biden's big guy. Right now in the White House, you have one of the most corrupt people to ever be in the White House. He has enriched himself 
through 50 years, I won't say public service, it's not public service, it's criminality as a bureaucrat. That's what this is all about. This is all about. And more is coming. And more is coming. Oh, it just feels so good to be back behind the mic, right? Guys, I, it really, really does. Listen to this. Approximately one-third of California restaurants permanently closed because of the shutdowns, because of the coronavirus nonsense. One-third of restaurants in California closed permanently. Can you even imagine the destruction and the pain that caused? Can you even imagine one-third of restaurants Think about that. Think about why you, you, you go to restaurants. You, you, maybe you're thinking of Applebee's, TGI Fridays and all that. Sure, you know, great things happen at Applebee's and TGI Fridays. But what about the mom and pops? What about the little neighborhood joints around the corner? They're as important as uh, somebody who does bathroom remodeling. They are as important as, as anything you would have had. Gutter cleaning. Your neighborhood restaurants, these artisans, they're done. <laughs> they're done. It's terrible. It is terrible what we have done, what we have done in the name of supposed public safety. And I have said from the get-go, much to the chagrin of my uh, my uh, broadcast counterpoints and counterparts, I've always said it was nonsense, and I have been proven right every single time. Anthony Fauci, by the way, this weekend decided to relent a little bit and said that even though there's a, uh, uh, what, a, uh, a stage four or level four uh, virus laboratory in Wuhan that the his department actually had funded uh, uh, research with regard to the coronavirus, he always said that uh, perhaps it was uh, transmitted because people ate bat soup, which honestly, think about that real quick. I want you to think about this real quick. If somebody says that a, something comes from bat soup, you might might you know consider them to be bat sh crazy. I mean, honestly, if if you say that the the cause of a worldwide pandemic is because somebody ate soup at a wet market in the same place that a, uh, uh, a level four weaponized virus facility exists, and you decide, yeah, it gets the bat soup, you're out of your mind. And this is all going to come raining down on China. Unfortunately, the world community, particularly the Biden administration, is not going to say anything about it. Here is Anthony Fauci actually admitting that possibly it might have actually come from the level four weaponized virus facility in Wuhan and not the soup shack down the street. I'm not convinced uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate <laughs> what went on in China until we find out. He says this because he's in hot water or hot soup as the case may be. To the best of our ability, exactly what happened. Certainly, the people who've investigated say that it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir. No reservoir. That then infected individuals. No, it, it wasn't. And you know that too, sir. It could have been something else. And we need to find that out. I don't know. Maybe the level four weaponized virus facility in Wuhan. So, you know, that's the reason why I said I'm. Per- you know why we question the Wuhan lab? Because we're not stupid. Perfectly in favor of any investigation that looks into the origin of the virus. This man is a tool with a capital T. Unbelievable. 
by the way, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, who used to be called Sandy, apparently, before she uh, went into office, do you realize that she just called herself Sandy and that she became Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because she wanted to, I guess, be, be down with the struggle with regard to the, uh, the Brown community? Anyway, AOC said she is learning to slow down after January the 6th. She told the Latino USA podcast that her colleagues were uh, told her to recognize trauma and she is in therapy because of January the 6th. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't in the building. Do you know that, right? She wasn't in the Capitol building when uh, January the 6th happened, which, by the way, was not the greatest, most traumatizing event ever to happen in the history of mankind. It wasn't. It was a joke. Give me a break. It was the Democrats Reichstag. It was an attempt to uh, to paint Trump supporters as a violent takeover. There were no weapons ever recovered. Four people died. Uh, one of natural causes. One, uh, or I should say, one of a drug overdose. One was shot by a Capitol Police officer. It was a murder, actually. There's five people all together. And, uh, and the, the other three died of natural causes. Comments came after the House passed a bill that would create a commission on an in investigation of the January 6th MAGA riot with a vote of 252 to 70, 175. This is why Congress needs to be blown up uh, and figuratively and started over again and started over again, honestly. It is time for a new American revolution at the box office, a box office, box, uh, the, the, the uh, ballot box, I should say. <laughs> If it were a box office with regard to, uh, uh, you know, a movie about Congress, nobody would go. But it is time to just get rid of what's happening in Washington, D.C. and start over again. I thought it was interesting with regard to partisan politics and what's happening in Israel, with Israel being attacked by thousands. Of, you know, some people have said 4,000 rockets from Hamas from the Palestinian territories into Israel, it is interesting to see how this has become, well, it hasn't ever actually become partisan, but now it is more partisan, uh, nakedly partisan than ever in our history. I have a, a group of uh, Democrats versus a group of Republicans. Democrats, uh, of course, side with Hamas, the terrorist organization, and Republicans stand with Israel. Here are the Republicans first. Now is a time for men and women with courage to step up and say, we stand with Israel. I am here to pledge my unequivocal support to Israel. Stand up for the greatest ally we have in the Middle East, Israel. Israel is a sovereign nation. I'm going to say the best ally we have in the freaking world. Israel is the number one ally we have in the world. They have a right to self-defense, and it is imperative that we stand with Israel. Israel's being attacked by terrorists and given the choice by, of standing by Israel or standing by these terrorists, we stand by Israel. It's time for all of us to come together and demonstrate we still support, we continue to support our ally, Israel. This is a basic issue involving the right of a group of people to exist. A group of people whose very identity and right- These are Republicans. To live in peace and harmony is being threatened. The people of Israel can expect the United States to stand with them all the way. And they should. And they should 100%. Until Hamas is destroyed. We stand with Israel. That is a clear position. And if you are a liberal Jew living in America who is against the uh, Israel's response 
to Hamas, you know, just get on the train car. Because that, that's a, that's what you're doing figuratively. For the United Get on the train car. United States and for the United States government. So I think it's clear from this press conference we stand with Israel. And to stand shoulder to shoulder as uh, the state of Israel finds its way back to peace. You don't have to talk to me very long to understand my firm position of standing with Israel. Love Instead it. of telling Israel to put down their swords after they were attacked without provocation, we should be saying, Israel, we stand beside you. Instead of attacking and belittling and undermining the nation of Israel, President Biden ought to be standing with Israel and replenishing the Iron Dome munitions. Amen. <laughs> I don't know what it is, guys. I, you know, I was raised a Catholic. I am not close to my faith now. Although I did get a little closer the last two weeks. But honestly, if you are an American Jew or any Jew and you support Hamas and AOC and the left, honestly, you are a self-loathing person with, a, with suicidal tendencies. Honestly, you really are. You're a self-loathing person with suicidal tendencies. And honestly, you are insane. You are, at, you are just like the self-loathing left in this country that you hate yourself so much that you are willing to w get trampled on. Uh, it is just honestly, I've never understood this nonsense. I've never understood it at all. And it is, it is, it is ridiculous and it is absolutely insane. Here is uh, Democrats condemning Israel the last week, condemning Israel. How about the cattle cars, people? We must condition aid to Israel. We will continue to fight for our rights in Palestine and in Ferguson. We stand with you in solidarity. There is a... And it's interesting also, because you have black leaders, <laughs> liberal black leaders in cities like... This is the same dynamic. It's the same dynamic in Ferguson and Minneapolis and, uh, and Portland and, uh, and Seattle. This is the same dynamic that you will, you will defend an ideology... That will destroy you. I've never understood it. It is sadistic. It is absolutely sadistic. Israel military occupation. And end the apartheid. Far-right, ethno-nationalist leader, Benjamin Netanyahu. This is not about both sides. That's always, oh, oh, AOC. Does it make it a both sides issue? It's not just the result of this week's escalation. And the United States must acknowledge its role. Wow. We have, um, in our Congress, we have uh, anti-Semites. We have anti-Semites in our Congress. We really do, and we always have, and, and they are Democrats. It, it's odd, right? It's, it's odd that we have anti-Semites in our Congress, and they are Democrats. It is just nuts. It is actually qu quite frightening. By the way, the American people have had, uh, had it with uh, Anthony Fauci. One year into the pandemic, or more, I should say, after we were told we would only need two weeks to stop the spread, the American people have understandably, they are less thrilled with Anthony Fauci. Um, Lawrence Richard of the Washington Examiner pointed out, uh, pointed to not one, but two polls showing that they're tired of it. One, the Trafalgar Group, Trafalgar Group found that most, almost double the amount of overall likely voters said their confidence in Dr. Fauci has decreased in the last year as it has increased by 42.2 to 22.2%. A plurality of, of respondents at 30% said the confidence had decreased significantly. 
26% said their confidence was, uh, was unchanged. Results were predictable for Democrats and Republicans, though the increased confidence for in Fauci from Democrats 32 to 20 percent was not as significant as the decreased confidence from Republicans 66 to 12. We're tired of it. We've been lied. We've been uh, we've been played. <laughs> we've been played, guys. And I've said this. I've said this forever, guys. Since last March, I have lost friends. I have forsaken opportunities to host network radio programs because they uh, maybe they were afraid, maybe they were afraid that I would say, uh, you know, something about this absurdity. I've had my friends in talk radio, including one who had a gigantic new debut, shy away from my comments on COVID and the nonsense that it has been <laughs> unreal. Two weeks ago, 73,000 people watched the fight indoors in Texas. Did you know that? The Canelo, Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders fight. One of the most highly attended sporting events since the start of the pandemic. Did you know about this? I didn't watch it. 73,000 people packed together, talking, screaming, occasionally visiting small, poorly ventilated public restaurants inside a stadium that many other strangers had passed through in the span of a few hours. In, if anything, that was going to see a new outbreak in Texas. You would expect that thousands were going to die. Thousands are going to die. Everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to die. You didn't wear a mask. You didn't. You went to school. You sent your kid to school. Are you out of your mind? You went to a concert. You went to church. Are you out of your mind? In the meantime, you went to Home Depot and Walmart and you went to uh, Lowe's and you went to the grocery store and nobody died. I said this was a joke from the get-go and I am proven right. Much to the chagrin of my critics and much to the consternation of those in media who would prevent me from sharing my opinions on the air. COVID symptoms do not appear overnight after infection, though the CDC says they can take up to 14 days to manifest. So if, in fact, the fight was a super spreader event, we'd need uh, to wait until uh, May 20th, on 22nd, I should say. Well, guess what? It didn't happen. <laughs> Not only have cases uh, haven't risen in Tarrant County where it was, they're down since May 8th in both jurisdictions statewide. The seven-day average on that date was 2,507 as of two days ago. The most recent date for which data was available, 20, uh, 2,024. 21% decline. Does that mean that no one got infected that night? No, of course not. Just 42% of Texans have had their first vaccine dose. That still leaves uh, more than a third who are susceptible to infection in a crowd of uh, 73,000 at the uh, the fight. It has to be that many were unvaccinated, uh, unvaccinated. A small percentage of them were infected when they got there, and they passed the virus on to other unvaccinated people during the uh, course of the evening. But it was very um, minuscule. Now I'm going to mention this. The whole mass spreader event narrative was fake. It has always been fake. <laughs> Why is it that uh, Gavin Newsom would dine at a glorious five-star restaurant that none of you will ever be able to afford to dine at, and I won't either? Why would Anthony Fauci, during the height of the pandemic, when everybody should be wearing hazard suits, bio hazard suits and helmets, 
go to the Nationals ballpark, throw a pitch out, and take his mask off to send the stands. Are you out of your mind? You've been played. <laughs> you've been played. You have so been played. Dear God in heaven, you've been played. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, nine new pharma billionaires have been created <laughs> since this. Yeah. COVID-19 vaccines have created a new uh, list of nine billionaires. Many Chinese, by the way. <laughs> Topping the list of the new billionaires are Moderna, CEO, Stephanie Bansell, and Uyghur. I think it's Uyghur. Uyghur, that would be odd, wouldn't it? Sahin, the CEO of Biotech, BT, BNTX, which has produced a vaccine with Pfizer. Wow. I have no problem with uh, people becoming billionaires, but... We've been told this is uh, <laughs> the, the worst pandemic in the history of mankind. This has killed hundreds of millions of people, blah, 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 blah. But some people have gotten really, really rich. Senior executives from China's CanSino Biologics and early investors at Moderna have also become billionaires on paper as shares skyrocketed, partly an exception in expectation, I should say, of profits earned from COVID vaccines, which also bode well for the company's future prospects. The analysis was compiled using data from the Forbes Rich, from the Forbes rich List. <laughs> wow. Is there any more? <laughs> Is there any more evidence that you've been played? You've been played. You've been played. I remember back in the, in, the, in the early days of the pandemic, I used this uh, this movie. And it was called, I think it was Mission to Mars, and it had Val Kilmer. And at the very end of the movie, Val Kilmer is suffocating, and they're all dying because they don't have any oxygen in their, in their suits. And they're, and they're oh, they're going to die, and they're going to die. And Val Kilmer finally opens the mask of his suit and discovers that the air is fine. That is what has happened here. <laughs> that is what has happened here. And we played along and we said, cool, we will shut down our schools. Cool, we'll shut down our churches. Cool, we'll shut down our concerts. Cool, shut down our restaurants. No big deal. No big deal. And you did it. And I didn't. And I was called crazy. <laughs> I, was, I was called crazy. People would just go crazy. They couldn't believe <laughs> I couldn't believe that I would say, oh, my God, th th this is not the biggest virus in the history of mankind. This is not the Black Plague. People could not believe that I would say such a thing. They thought, I have lost friends. I have friends in Maryland who are just my greatest friends in the history of mankind, and all of them disowned me. <laughs> I don't care. And I don't care. Because, honestly... Truth has to be the bellwether in your life. It has to be the bellwether in your life. By the way, Anthony Fauci is saying that uh, he expects you will not be able to fly on airplanes. You will not be able to uh, get into venues unless you, or cruise ships, unless you get a vaccine. Here's what I say. If somebody asks you, whether you have been vaccinated, you say that federal HIPAA law says that it is none of your bleeping business. It is none of your business. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of people also got rich in Washington, D.C. New Jersey Representative Tom Malinowski, he's one of those people, he made a lot of money in pharma. He's bought or sold as much as $1 million in stock in medical and tech companies that had a stake in virus response. 
Yeah. This is why we need to drain the swamp, figuratively blow up Washington, D.C., and start over again. So New Jersey Congressman Tom Malinowski, known for scolding those looking to capitalize on the once-in-a-century pandemic, is in the spotlight now for doing just that. The Associated Press reporting that the lawmaker bought or wow. sold as much as $1 million of stock in medical and tech companies. This being just part of a $3.2 million stock buying and selling spree by the congressman. Malinowski did not properly disclose these trades to Congress, which is required by law. Currently, there is no indication Malinowski acted on inside information to make his investment decisions, however. By the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi made millions of dollars on electric vehicle stocks since President Biden said that they were going to electrify the entire federal uh, 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 vehicle force. Congress has not yet made the report on the congressman's trade. Yeah, you know what? And this is what it's all about. <laughs> That's what it's all about. This is why Donald Trump was elected. This is why, was, why Donald Trump was elected and the election was stolen in 20... Did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. Much coming on that, by the way. Much coming on that. President Biden spoke with Kevin McCarthy and other GOP leaders about his uh, giant uh, uh, stimulus package. <laughs> Whenever I hear Joe Biden's giant package, I, I kind of worry about that. I don't like, I don't like talking about that. But uh, Joe Biden, of course, wants to do uh, what FDR did, even though uh, FDR, what he did failed. But it's the only thing that uh, Democrats have in their quiver. Here he is Friday. He couldn't even remember Kevin McCarthy's name after meeting with him with regard regard to uh, the stimulus. I'm encouraged not just because of a solid meeting with um, with uh, the uh, Republican leader in the House <laughs> and with uh, wow. Mitch, or Senator McConnell, who I've known a long, long time and worked with. Yeah, there you go. Here is uh, Kevin McCarthy after the meeting on Friday. He remembered Joe Biden's name and said what he talked about was a bunch of crap. Here, but you won't find any Republicans going to go raise taxes. I think that's the worst thing you can do in this economy when you watch inflation. Your gas is going up. Remember, gas price today, national gas price, has not been this high yeah. since President Biden was vice president. You're watching food costs go up. You're watching housing costs, lumber costs. There is inflation in everywhere. Cars have not moved this high month over month to 10%. So raising taxes. If you have a used car or if you have a home right now and you sell, you are going to make major bank. Would be the biggest mistake you, <laughs> you are. Make. Remember the economy we had when we lowered taxes, the 3.5% unemployment. You had everybody having opportunity, regardless of where you were in America, some of the great best employment we have. So that, that, that to us is a non-starter. What we walked into the room with, where can we find agreement? And I felt that was productive. I felt all of us as leader and the president and the vice president sitting down saying, let's first decide what is the definition of infrastructure? If we can all decide that, then we can work on what the need is and how to and what Honestly, we need to spend. Uh, you need to, um, uh, that was productive, and I felt coming out, that's where we were in. You need to uh, update your files with regard to infrastructure. You need to update your files if you are a Democrat. So you never will because you, honestly, if you follow the Democrat Party talking points, you're an idiot. All right. If you think that going back to 1936 and uh, and uh, FDR is going to bring the country out of this, you're out of your nut. All right. Just hiring people to do some work, uh, whether it be a build a dam or build a highway, is going to bring the country out of some sort of uh, malaise, as uh, Jimmy Carter used to call it. You're out of your nut. And honestly, you need to uh, 
you, you need to remove yourself from the discourse because you're, nothing is ever going to happen that is positive. What the Democrat Party is that they have said, they have gone back to the FDR playbook, although at least FDR was possibly uh, more interested in actual infrastructure rather than social engineering. But it was still, even with just infrastructure, was a, uh, it was a uh, recipe for failure. <laughs> it was a recipe for failure even more now, but unfortunately, it is dressed up as a recipe for failure when, in fact, it's actually just an attempt to socially engineer the country and turn it towards socialism and communism. There you go. I will just take that, and I'll take credit for that. That is Rob Carson, 2021 copyright. Write it down, people. Write it down. Now, you heard uh, Joe uh, Scarborough. He went a little nuts on, uh, on Friday, I guess, about uh, those who questioned the 2020 election. And I think the reason, and I heard this, uh, Steve Bannon talked about this on, uh, on Friday as well. He said that he believes Joe Scarborough realizes the lie that is the 2020 election, and he feels threatened. Something happened to Joe Scarborough. Something happened to Joe Scarborough. Uh, something happened to uh, John Lennon. There's something about, how do I put this gingerly, being on the receiving end of a person that you kind of into, you know? There's something about that that kind of uh, maybe distorts you just a little bit. Mika Brzezinski, not the brightest bulb in the world. Joe Scarborough used to fill in for Rush Limbaugh, and Joe Scarborough was getting a little, you know, you know, a bit of better from Mika. And, and apparently it, it infected his brain. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. This is what guys do. This is what guys do. Women who wear, pursue a, a piece of, you know, whatever, they usually don't react this way. They pretty much stay steady. But guys, oh, my God in heaven, if you are getting little, and, and this is going to give me trouble, but you, will, you won't forsake everything. You won't forget your friends. You will forget your career. You will forget your political ideology. Joe Scarborough has gone off the deep end for a little bit of Buddha Buddha. And I think you know what Buddha Buddha is. Here is a Joe Scarborough a condemning those who would question an election where battleground states stopped counting votes at midnight simultaneously and where in Georgia there was actually a, 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 a water main break but didn't happen. And that, that there were mail-in votes and there were, there were uh, changes in the voting structure that allowed people to vote earlier and allowed uh, 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 mail-in votes to be counted days after the election in several states without anybody knowing about it. And there were 2,000 people with sworn affidavits who said they saw illegal activities with regard to the election. And if you look at everything combined, it says that something happened in 2020 that probably stole the election. But Joe Scarborough is getting a little butta butta. And consequently, he thinks there's nothing, there's nothing, nothing happened. Here he is going bat crap crazy on Friday. America, love it or leave it. If you don't have respect in American democracy anymore. Joe Biden is telling you and me to leave America. <laughs> Joe, Joe Scarborough, sorry. Joe Scarborough is telling us we have to leave America. Now, I am saying to people who are socialists and want us to become like Cuba, you need to leave America. That makes sense. Here's this guy saying that because we have questions about the 2020 election and that he's, you know, with a hot woman uh, who, you know, maybe has had some work done, uh, that we should leave America. If you don't respect 
Madisonian checks and balances. Madisonian checks and balances. If your guy doesn't win, if that's the new rules of engagement. This guy has a TV show. I need a gosh darn TV show. Wait a minute. I've got one, actually. It's on Newsmax. It's really good. Huge ratings. Engagement for this great republic, then just leave our country. <laughs> because you're unworthy of it. And there are millions of immigrants who will come here and raise their right hand and buy into the creed and believe that we... You know, normally this would be like a really powerful speech. It was based on anything factual. But unfortunately, it's it's really impassioned drivel. It really... God, I would love to talk to Joe Scarborough. Exceptional. <laughs> they believe really American I'm democracy... Eat his, you know, for lunch. It's the greatest <laughs> government on the face of the earth. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Why do you pee all over the Constitution, you idiot? And they will do it proudly. <laughs> they will salute the flag proudly. <laughs> and most importantly, they will fight <laughs> for what that flag represents. Will you shame yourself? Will you disgrace yourself? <laughs> you make me feel so bad. I mean, I, not really. Will you disgrace our country in the eyes of the world? Yes, <laughs> this is is all on you. Brr. Get the facts. Brr. Live in the light. Angry. Follow the truth. Brr. And love this country. And stop this. Mm. Or leave. Or leave. If you're going to believe. Okay, I, I can't take anymore. I just can't take anymore. <laughs> what? Wow. Honestly, Joe Scarborough. Wow. Just Wow. Yeah, so misguided. I mean, honestly, I, 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 mm, mm, mm. I'm married to a wonderful woman. Uh, I never had to forsake anything for her. I never changed the way I am. I never forsook any of my friends. But wow, this guy did. <laughs> this is crazy. Hey, let's move on to some of the great uh, personalities on Newsmax and some of the wonderful. Um, uh, just uh, guys, if you want to, if you're looking for a. A network, and I had this discussion. It blew up on LinkedIn, of all places. <laughs> and I said, here's the difference in Newsmax versus Fox and other networks. You know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get from Grant Stinchfield. You know what you're going to get from Greg Kelly. You know what you're going to get from uh, uh, Rob Schmidt. You know what you're going to get from me. I'm not going to. I don't care. To me, when I hear ratings, I don't care. I know that my ratings are gigantic and they're growing and growing and growing, but I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to tweak anything. I'm not going to sell my soul. I'm not going to get in bed with Mika Brzezinski. Did I say that out loud? Did I just say that out loud? Did I? Hello? Did I? Can I get a replay on that? <clears throat> I'm not going to change my thoughts. And guess what else? I've not been asked to. <laughs> I've not been asked to. The president of the network. Has never asked me to change anything I've said. And consequently, the ratings have gone through the roof. Also for my podcast, through the roof. <laughs> now, last week we had a young person who stood up in front of a, uh, a group of uh, school board members and talked about the mask mandate. Well, there's another one. Another one came out uh, this weekend. Last week, I should say, towards the end of the week. And she stood up, and she is a, a eight-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, and she stood up and said, this whole masking thing is ridiculous. Here she is appearing before her school board. 
Hello, my name is Sailor Cook, and I do not like these masks. And these masks are horrible. Like, and one of my friends said that his friend... This kid is eight years old. Eight years old. ...fainted because of a mask. God, I'd be, I'm proud of my daughter. But if this was my daughter, I would be so proud. Like, wow, wow, congrats. <laughs> and yes. you don't even know how these other kids feel. They're breathing in the same dirty air. And my cousin said they're afraid to take off the masks. This is Sheila Cook, by the way. Great job. You're creating public schools with fearful children. Wow. Listen to this kid. School. The school board. I'm so proud of you guys. Wow. 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 Yes. <laughs> and I don't think barely anybody likes masks in schools. Their children are suffocating. You don't know what it feels like. And just, it's nonsense. Seriously. Like, why would you do that? Why in the world would you do that? And, and God created... This gives me hope for this generation. Wow. It is just so we can be free people. <laughs> and we're not being free here. Oh! Public schools, okay? So I would take your masks off if I were you. And and I'm not wearing a mask right now, and yes. I never will as much as I can. <laughs> and, and George Washington made America so we could be free citizens of the United States of America. And the Statue of Liberty is for liberty and freedom. And now, now, obviously, this kid has been taught by mom and dad... I get it, but she also embraces what she's saying. You don't just spew things out. You don't just spew out. Liberty, liberty, this kid gets it in context. We're not free, so maybe you just don't believe in George Washington or God or like the boss of you or someone is controlling you. Stand up and take these masks off these children. Don't be afraid. And we voted you to be a school board. This kid has more guts than most of the parents who ever appeared before this uh, school board or any school board. Listen to this kid. That is we wanted you to be. Okay, so please make the schools better, not worse. Love it. This is it, guys. This is the revolution. This now, that is Benny Johnson, who filled in for Rob Schmidt. And he spoke to this young girl on Friday's show. No one personifies the bravery of children more than Sheila Cook. Sheila's eight years old. She hated being forced to wear a mask. She loves her country. This inspired her to speak out against the anti-science cruelty of mask mandates. The result was nothing short of inspirational. Absolutely. Here is uh, Benny Johnson talking to Sheila Cook on the show. What is it that gave you the bravery to walk up to that microphone and tell those people what it's like to be a child <laughs> under mask mandates? Well, a lot of my friends and cousins have to go to public schools, and they say they're even afraid to take off their masks. But my dad also inspired me and taught me about the masks, and it was just a trick to slave people, I guess. We don't even know how people feel like, so I guess I won't be helping anybody anymore. She owned it. She owned it. Here is Benny Johnson talking to her dad. 
the children's revolution against tyranny in this country and how inspiring it is. But behind every one of those children are patriotic parents who are raising them correctly. Can you speak to your experience as a father in this troubled time? Certainly. From the beginning of this whole pandemic that started you know, last spring, um, you know, I got laid off from my job, stateless school got canceled, so I became a uh, full-time, well, I already was a full-time single father, but I had her home full-time wow. in the spring. And, single dad! And I knew that something had to be done. I knew I had to take a stand. So since Sayla was home from school, since last spring, she's been with me pretty much every step of the way. When we go to school board meetings, when we meet at seat to table to petition our government, when we stand up for our rights at protests or different rallies, Sayla's always there with me. So I like to just teach her this because I think it's important that these kids know what's going on in our world so that they can know how to fix it because it's it's going to where It's not an easy thing, by the way. It is not an easy thing to cut through what your kid is learning at school. I would uh, like to say that both my children agree with my constitutional conservative, but they do not, my conservative thoughts, but they do not. Maybe they will come around. I hope so. I hope so. Parent of a uh, uh, Miami-Dade public school child showed up on Wednesday to demand that masks be removed. This is a guy who owns a uh, his own gym, um, and he did a passionate uh, speech in front of yet another public school board meeting, which is becoming the normal, thank God, thank God. Here is a little bit of that. Taking your mask off, getting up, putting it back on. Let's look at me being harassed outside by the security guards to put my mask on. Then come His name is Manning Summer. He is an athlete NHM owner. And watch you without your mask. Watching people with their mask under their nose, under their chin. Theatrics. Wearing chin diapers. Theaters. The theater of this is insane. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Do you know the point he just made? Do you realize the impact of it? What was the word that he used? That is a metaphor for everything that has happened in the last one year and four months. Theater. Theater. That's what it's all been about, people. As men, stop asking for permission. Yes! It's September. I own businesses in Miami. No one tells me what to do with my face. I oh, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we are so done. I think a revolution is coming. I knew a revolution was coming in 2020. I knew a revolution was coming, but it was tamped down by fraud. You know it, too. You know it, too. It was tamped down by fraud. You know it. If you have 81 million people vote for a presidential candidate, thousands should show up for every event that he and his vice president sponsors, but nobody's showing up. We're not stupid. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is under all sorts of uh, pressure. Uh, and, and she decided to take on Nancy Pelosi with regard to the mask mandate still in the House of Representatives. Which, by the way, is nothing more than punitive. It's nothing more than punitive. Nancy Pelosi is an evil person. I mean, she's an evil person. Here's MTG. Everybody wants her out. God bless her. She's a rock star. Uh, that we can reach a place where it is safe for people to be. What is this? The honor system? The honor system? There's Cruella DeVille. 
to whether somebody's been vaccinated? Do you want them breathing in your face on the strength of their... I don't want you breathing in my face. Honor? This is out of control, Congresswoman. This woman is mentally ill. You know, we can look back at a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star. Oh. And they were definitely treated like second-class citizens, so much so that they were... Now, by the way, I mentioned I mentioned vaccine passports as being a, the new gold star, and people went bananas. All my leftist friends went bananas. And when they go bananas, what does it mean? It means you're really close to truth. You have a group of people who are prevented from coming into businesses, flying on commercial flights, getting on boat, leaving a country where they may be endangered because of their ideology, because they decide to do something then other than what the majority does. You are being asked to show whether you are not or are a part of this group to enjoy the freedoms of the country. And if you are not a part of their group, you can be discriminated against at the highest order. I would say that the yellow star analogy is not far from the truth. We're putting trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. Well, let's talk about the queen of the house of hypocrites. On day one here in, in the House of Hypocrites, when we were sworn in, Nancy Pelosi flew in COVID-positive members of Congress, and then she built a little box up in the chamber up there on the second floor where she put these positive COVID members. By the way, it wasn't a... Yeah, I'm thinking the uh, analogy is pretty good. I'm thinking the analogy is actually uh, spot on, spot on. Let's move on to uh, Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly uh, talked about the uh, January 6th riot insurgency, which is never an insurgency. You can't overthrow the governor without arms, generally, unless you're Mahatma Gandhi, uh, you know, or Lequeneza or Pope John Paul uh, II. Uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So whatever sort of incursion or insurrection this was on January the 6th has been blown up to become another Reichstag to, uh, to actually punish uh, Trump supporters. There's no doubt about that. Here is Greg Kelly talking about the January 6th insurrection, supposedly, and the overreaction and the use by Democrats uh, into making it some sort of something it, wa it never was. This was the most violent and destructive uh, assault on the Capitol. Now, these are Democrats with talking points about Jan 6. ...of the Capitol since the War of 1812. Well, the U.S. Capitol suffered its worst security breach since the War of 1812. Oh, Lord. Nobody's attacked Congress since 1812. It was the worst attack on the Capitol... These are the talking points given to the media. ...since the War of... If you disagree, you will be punished. Talk about talking points. <laughs> talking points that are wrong, by the way. Yeah, January 6th was a bad day. Remember, a Trump supporter, an unarmed Trump supporter. Yeah, there were thousands of dollars worth of damage, and they opened the building two hours later, unlike Minneapolis, where there was $500 million worth of damage and uh, hundreds of injuries and a guy burned to death in his liquor store. Ashley Babbitt was killed. Nothing to see there. That day. But the worst <laughs> day since 1812, not true. Plenty of bad things happened at the Capitol over the years. I'm going to pick one of them just for starters right now. In 1954, five members of Congress were shot 
inside the House of Representatives. They were. Yeah. In other words, a lot of uh, worse things happened. But again, this is all politics. It is all nonsense. Here, Greg Kelly is talking to Doug Weed, who happens to be a uh, Capitol uh, uh, historian about January the 6th. Your thoughts on the distortion and also, yeah, what about a commission? I mean, a commission would be good, but I guess the commission... Yeah, they want to do a commission, like a 9-11 style commission. Why don't we do that on BLM and Antifa destruction, which took place last summer to the tune of $2 billion, thousands of police injuries, 30 deaths at least. ...to come up with is way, way skewed. Yeah, you know, my colleague here, Craig Shirley, did a documentary, Greg, on 1968. And I was here in Washington, D.C. in 1968 with my homemade, my little camera, taking pictures. There were tanks all over the street. The city had practically burned to the ground. There were riots in 140 cities across America with neighborhoods that burned to the ground. So, no, this was not the worst moment of insurrection in American history since... It's being used to play up a political narrative. Dear God in heaven, it's just like the coronavirus. <laughs> Here he is talking to Craig Shirley about uh, the uh, the six. He's a White House. Or he's a, I should say another historian with regard to D.C. They have very little sense of history. And uh, this is kind of a no brainer. I mean, when they say that it's over the top and wrong. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. It, it, they all got the same memo all re re repeating the same lie. As, as a matter of fact, there have been many attacks at the U.S. Capitol over the years, uh, not just the British sacking of the Capitol uh, in the War of 1812, but the, for instance, uh, there were 70 some attacks uh, in the years leading up to the Civil War on members of Congress uh, over the issue of slavery. There was uh, the Weather Underground detonated a bomb which caused a half uh, damage uh, in, in 1970. Uh, so there have been many, many attacks on the U.S. Capitol. And by the way, if they're going to do a commission... Sooner or later, your lie will be exposed. <laughs> Sooner or later, the uh, inflammatory rhetoric will be exposed. And it is being nonsense. Uh, Grant Sinchfield had Scott Bayo on. You know, Scott and Joni loves Tachi. Chachi, the guy is amazing. He really is. He's a conservative uh, pundit now. Uh, I guess he's a movie producer as well. Here he is talking about uh, Rick Schroeder, another childhood. I remember Rick Rick Schroeder from The Champ. Remember him? Remember that that dialogue at the end when he? You know, I haven't seen the movie since I saw the movie originally. Like when it came out, John Voight was a boxer. He died. It was terrible. He bawled my bawled my eyes out. I haven't watched the uh, the Life of Brian either. Or uh, <clears throat> what was the other one? Uh, uh, some movies I have not watched since I was a child because they're too trauma, traumatic. Old Yeller. Can't watch Old Yeller. Can't watch it. Can't watch The Champ. But Rick Schroeder went off on a Costco employee because the Costco employee insisted he wear a mask in the Costco. And he's taking a lot of heat about it. Here is a Scott Bayo defending Rick Schroeder. <laughs> this is so cool. Childhood actors defending childhood actors. Scott Bayo, another former child actor, <laughs> now this. actor and director as well in yes. Hollywood. And Scott Bayo joins me. Bayo! Scott, it's great to have you on the Sorry. show. Yeah. Brant, good to see you. It's been a while. It has been a long time, Scott, and it's great having you on. Um, look, you kind of came to his defense here, and then they start giving you all kinds of heat. Real quick, what happened, and I want to get to a couple other topics because I don't want to dwell on this Well, one. I just said if we're going to follow the science, let's follow the science. 
and the CDC says you don't have to wear a mask anymore uh, 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 indoors if you're vaccinated. So I don't know if Rick was vaccinated or not. And then, the, and then, so if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, let's do it. And then this gentleman said, the Costco worker said that it's the law. It's not a law. It was a executive order by the governor of California to keep the masks on or wear the masks. You know, Congress makes laws, the executive branch enforces the laws, and the judicial branch interprets the law. Now, here's what I'm going to suggest. If you go into a business and they say you don't need to wear a mask because you've been vaccinated, and somebody asks if you've been vaccinated, you say American HIPAA law says that you have no right to ask that question, and I have no, there is no demand for me to provide that information, so suck it. That's how I put it exactly. I might say something worse. I might say something much worse, but that's the deal. You go to the doctor's office, they have you sign a sheet about HIPAA law that they cannot sign or share information about your medical records with other people. So if you go to freaking Costco, it's none of their effing business. If you go to get on an airline flight, it's none of your business, according to HIPAA law, for me to tell you that I have been vaccinated against some sort of virus. You have no access to whatever information in my medical history that I have, that I am on antidepressants or that I am anti-psychotics if you're a Democrat, uh, anything. It's none of your business. None of your business. None of your business. If you want to go to Madison Square Garden, none of your business. If all else fails, put a SpongeBob Band-Aid on your arm and say, yeah, I just got the shot a couple hours ago. Seriously. Here's a little bit more from, uh, let me see, do I have a little bit more from Scott Bayo? I think I do, about cancel culture. Scott Mayo's thoughts, and then we're going to wrap things up. Well, it's his livelihood that's at stake, and now you see them taking scenes out of movies, Scott. It's crazy. It's gotten out of control. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. If you don't think, think Christmas... Whoa! That's an idea. If you're offended by something, don't watch it! Rock is funny. Don't go to his show. Stop canceling people who want this entertainment you know this country it's like that idiotic just sickening performance by lil nas x on snl this weekend which i won't get into because the guy is honestly just a sick 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 person I chose not to watch snl guess what snl ratings like three million people watch you know what at the height of snl 30 million people nobody's watching it you know why because they've said hey you know i don't like it i'm turning out i've been around a long time it didn't start when you were born. So you have a choice. Shut the front door. You have a choice. I know, crazy, right? Meaning you don't, if you're offended, you don't have the choice to tell everybody in the world to not watch something they don't. Uh, it, this is what Karens do. This is what this is what liberal left does. If they don't like the Washington Redskins, they insist that they change the name of the team into the Washington football team. That's what it's all about. I don't do that. I don't do that. I just choose to say SNL sucks and I don't watch it anymore. Let people exercise Amazing. the right that they have to choose. If you don't want to go, don't go see Chris Frost. I mean, it, you know, Grant, at a certain point, <laughs> common sense and, and... Oh, he just said another word, another phrase. It's common sense. 
And what I was, have I said about common sense? It's not common anymore. <laughs> but it's making a comeback. It is. Guys, I got to wrap things up today. I appreciate your time. I'm sorry for the days off. I wish I could have been with you every day. Last week, you've come to really enjoy this show and you're sharing the show. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I did need some time away, but I am back in the saddle again. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. You are the absolute best. Thanks for listening, I should say. I greatly appreciate it. Have a glorious day. God bless you and your families. And I will so be back tomorrow. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.